Welcome to Paris and Bazcast, where we answer your property and finance-related questions. And here's this week's topic with your hosts, Gurdev and Anmal Singh. Anmal here from Paris and Baz Real Estate. We are bringing to you another episode of Paris and Bazcast, our weekly episodes where we bring to you new guest speakers every week to talk about different uh, aspects of uh, property management, sales and finance and how they may impact your decisions. Today, we are joined by Louise Mills from Deposit Assure to talk about deposit bonds. Hello, Louise. Hello, Hi, Louise. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you both for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. So deposit bonds, I've heard a lot about them um, and it's uh, something that uh, I think a, n- a number of other uh, Clients may not know exactly how that works. We've got some questions or unclarity about which situations it would apply in. Yeah. So let's let's get that started. Do you want to so ask the first question? Yeah. Uh, just a bit of introduction about yourself. Yeah, I'll sure. Deposit Excellent. Thank you. So my name is Louise. I have been working in the finance game for around 15 years now. Yeah. Um, recently joined Deposit Assure. Say recently, but it was about nine months ago. Yeah. Um, and Deposit Assure are one of the providers of deposit bonds uh, to finance uh, mortgage brokers, conveyances, solicitors, and also real estate. Yeah. And uh, really proud to be underwritten by QBE. So mm-hmm. QBE is a really well recognised insurer yeah. and yeah. the only Australian based provider of deposit bonds. So, mm-hmm. really right. strong product. So, it's a big banking Yeah, absolutely. So what is a deposit bond? Yeah, so a deposit bond, put simply, is basically an IOU. So it's an insurance policy that the purchaser will use to give to the vendor at exchange to say that I'm good for the funds, but they'll be available at settlement. So it's when a customer doesn't have that immediate or convenient access to their cash deposit. Yeah. Yeah. So how is a deposit bond used? Yeah, so it's used... um, to exchange and it acts the same way as what a cash deposit would do. So instead of putting down that 10% cash or check, they purchase a deposit bond to secure the property and confirm that they'll pay the 100% plus cost at settlement. And when we use a deposit bond, is there anything to be aware of? Yes, there is. So deposit bonds um, are readily used in purchases and um, used as that solution to that customer's problem. But it's always important for a purchaser to check with the vendor to make sure that they'll accept a deposit bond in exchange instead of putting down that actual cash deposit. So that's something that's really important um, for the purchaser to keep in mind and that's usually a conversation had by the legal representatives yep. just to confirm all of that. Yep. Yep. The other thing to really be aware of is that a deposit bond isn't a get out of jail free card. Yeah. Yep. So just because you're using the insurance policy to exchange yep. instead of putting down the cash, yep. if for whatever reason the settlement doesn't take place or can't complete, yep. Yep. The vendor can then claim on the insurance policy to the percentage, usually 10%, that they would have been entitled to if the customer had put down their cash deposit. So the main benefit for a purchaser is they're deferring their deposit, deferring paying their cash deposit until settlement. So they're paying that 100% at settlement. Right. And it's normally used in off, off the plan as well. It's, it's very common to use in off the plan. Yes, so it, it has been very common 
in that situation and that's mainly because it's more convenient for a customer to use a bond then so they pay a small fee to exchange with a deposit bond rather than using their cash where their cash could be working harder for them somewhere else yeah Um, and in that situation they won't need to act or all they'll need to do at settlement is pay the hundred percent and what would be a typical scenario that would be used yeah so um The most typical scenario that we see is a buy and sell situation. So where it's going to be a simultaneous settlement, the customers are ultimately in a chain. So they've sold their existing property. And so all of the equity and cash is tied up in that sale and it won't be available until it settles. Mm. But they still want to purchase a new property. So they just don't have that immediate access to the cash to put down to exchange. So in that situation, a deposit bond will solve that problem for the customer because they can still continue with the purchase. Mm. And And ultimately, it will be most likely a simultaneous settlement. Exactly. Um, Sorry. (laughs) So that's the most common scenario that we see. But we also um, very recently, probably in the last month, have seen an increase in first-home buyers using family guarantee loans, where often it's 100% of the lend when you take into consideration the um, first-home buyers plus the family guarantee portion. And in those situations, they don't really have access to that cash deposit Mm. and a deposit bond in that situation solves the problem to enable them to put down a bond instead of the deposit. So one of the questions that we were asked is that if they, if a purchaser has a, a term deposit that is due to expire in a couple of weeks, couple of months time, does the deposit bond help in that instance? So there's two main ways that a customer can qualify for a deposit bond. Yep. Um, the first is if we can see unconditional funds to complete at settlement. Mm-hmm. Usually in the most usual circumstances of that is when they've got a, a formal approval mm-hmm. or a conditional approval subject to valuation, so the finance approval. Yeah. Um, or an executed contract of sale for the sale property. Mm-hmm. So for us, that's what we call a finance-backed deposit bond, mm-hmm. and it's nine out of ten, basically, that we do come under that finance fact. Mm-hmm. If they're not yet, if they don't have the proof of unconditional funds to complete, mm-hmm. the other situation we would look at is if they had equity in an existing property yeah. or even guarantors that have equity in an existing property, mm-hmm. and then we would do an income and equity assessment to make sure they meet our net worth coverage requirements. And in terms of auctions, how can it be used? Yes. So with auction clearance rates, obviously, Mm. on the increase, we are generally getting a lot of inquiry around auction bonds at the moment. And it's used exactly the same way. The only difference would be that we would effectively issue a bond that's blank up to a certain amount. And that certain amount would be 10% of whatever their maximum bid amount is going to be. And then if the customers are successful at auction, they simply complete it on the day to hand it over as their deposit to secure the property. If they're unsuccessful at that first auction, it can be used at future auctions or even in a private treaty situation if it moves to that kind of sale. So, right. so that's when we pre-qualify the customer to see what they can go to? Yeah, so they, they, use, they usually come through under a finance pact, so yeah. um, a conditionally approved subject to contract of sale yeah. and valuation, mm-hmm. and that for us is a finance pact. Right. Mm-hmm. And what's the turnaround time? 
Yes, so we um, have a concierge service. So for your finance back deposit bonds, it will take you 30 seconds to yeah. refer through to our concierge team. Mm -hmm. Within 15 minutes, we can give um, an approval or a request for more information. Yeah. Our concierge team will then put that application together and email it to the customer to check and DocuSign. Yeah. Customers DocuSign and make the payment, and the bond's released within the hour. So all up, it could take as little as two hours. Wow. And what are the um, documents again, so to be able to provide? Yeah, for a finance fact, yeah. we need the proof of unconditional funds, which is usually the approval letter yeah. from the lender, yeah. a photo ID, yeah. and a contract of sale if it's private treaty. Yeah. If it's auction, it's just photo ID and proof of unconditional funds. Wow. Yeah. If it's not unconditional funds and we're going to do an income and equity assessment, mm -hmm. all we need in addition to that is a rates notice so yeah. we can see that they have equity yeah. and property yeah. and then mortgage statement and a payslip. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, and what's the fees normally? Yeah, so for finance yeah. fact, it's 1.3% of the deposit bond amount. Yeah, so and... That's in built or that has to be paid up front? That's paid one-off fee up front. Okay. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. any of the... Um, non-finance-backed or long-term bonds, mm -hmm. that's through an application process mm -hmm. um, and the long-term bonds would be depending on the length mm -hmm. and the amount required, so mm -hmm. they will all be individual. Mm -hmm. And another, I guess, myth to uh, to bust, so to speak, is uh, we've had people ask where if they don't have enough of a deposit, is this service available? So this is... That's, yeah, yeah so exactly. one thing to make really clear is it's not a lend. Exactly. It's, it's yeah generally an IOU or yeah. um, an insurance policy for to prove to the vendor that the purchaser has 100% funds to complete at settlement. Yeah. That's a safe Yeah, so that's exactly right. right. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Okay. So, any other um, questions? Well, there you go. That's, uh, that's pretty much everything. If there's any other questions anyone has, please do feel free to let us know. We'll have... Uh, Louise with us for the next couple of uh, minutes as well, so we can answer that for you. Um, Anything else you want to add, Louise? Any case more scenarios? No, um, I think we've covered it off with buy and sell chain, first home buyers and auction bonds. Yeah. But yeah. Um, thank you so much for having myself no. and Deposit Assure on oh, your cast today. Yeah. No worries. So it's basically as long as you have the funds available, that you are basically... Uh, it's an IOU, as you've said. So yeah. You've got to prove that you've got the funds at yeah. settlement. It's not, not it's not providing funding. It's not providing a lend. It is just making sure that yeah. they're covering you. Exactly. So the key is just to be able to prove where the funds to complete at settlement is going to be able to come from. Yeah. That makes it quite simple. There you go. There's a question here. Any changes possibly coming up? Is there any changes uh, from a legislation point of view or from, from the actual um, service, is there anything that's coming up? Um, not at this point in time. Yeah. So at the moment, everything is working really smoothly and going well. We are seeing a higher volume of requesting for deposit bonds, and yeah. that's always going to be in line with the market. Right. Yeah. So um, at the moment, everything is just as it is. So our turnaround times remain the same. And the same, okay. And it's uh, throughout Australia. Yes, Australia-wide. Australia cool. Any other questions, do feel free to let us know. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next week. Um, and if you do have anyone that you know that would be a valuable addition to our panel of experts, as we're calling them, please do feel free to reach out as well. We'd love to have uh, more guest speakers uh, bring to you different topics uh, to talk about.
Thank you very much, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to our channel for weekly episodes. See you guys next time.